We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm up your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. What is up, CMOS girlies? Welcome back to your favorite pod. It is a Monday. The Super Bowl was last night. We are going to have a snowstorm here in New York City tomorrow. Um, Before Emma and I click record, we were talking about the Super Bowl, and it was a little bit of a CMOS girlies moment. I don't know if how many CMOS girlies are Super Bowl fans. I will say that I didn't watch it, but I was on Twitter last night as the Super Bowl was happening, and apparently, if you watched it on Nickelodeon, they were inputting like SpongeBob characters within the game and like making like funny memes like on live television, like when the game was happening. I just presume from all the photos I was seeing that this was delayed and people were just like making memes of Travis Kelsey. But I was proven wrong and Nickelodeon was having a little CMOS girlies moment. And yeah, I just, I, you know, I love that memes are mainstream nowadays. Um, but Emma did watch the Super Bowl. But, you know, we're both kind of not really into it. Um, yeah, it was half paying attention, so I did not catch the SpongeBob content. Um, on another CMOS release-related note, Poppy, the prebiotic soda brand, um, they had a full-blown ad in the, like, they had a Super Bowl commercial, essentially. Mm. And I'm very curious, like, how much money they secured to do that. Yeah. And it was, I don't, I don't really have had much Poppy, so I can't really say if I prefer it more than Olipop. Um but just their branding is so specific and they made it very loud and clear who their target demographic is um, through their Super Bowl ad. It's definitely just like deep pop girlies that set up clothing racks in Tompkins Square Park. Like that was the vibe I was getting. Um, and it was like 30 seconds too long, but that's besides the point. And it was just like very interesting to see a sort of CMOS girlies adjacent brand kind of enter the space. It's usually just like or whatever like all the different beer brands that yeah, um, are doing all the super bowl ads but i am good i did not know there was going to be a snowstorm this week so i'm like not mentally prepared for that um i've been teaching swim lessons i had my first official week 
last Saturday and it was like so fulfilling and rewarding. And I think just like, as you become an adult, it's important if you have the ability to just to, you know, partake in like new activities, kind of continue to learn new stuff. And this is definitely like a new skill that I'm developing and, you know, teaching kids a survival lesson, um, just because it's really easy just to, you know, go through the motions and just do whatever it is that your job requires of requires you to do. Um, so I've been really enjoying it. Everyone's super nice. Um, so I'm sure I will have plenty of stories to share in the coming weeks, months, and years. I love that. You're going to, you know, indoctrinate so many girlies to be CMOS girlies um, through swimming and life. Um, but no, it's super exciting to see that this is finally happening for you because you've been like talking about this for a long time. Um, and it'll be super cool as an adult, like you said, to just have a new thing in the routine to do. Um, on a similar kind of note, I'm starting up my run club again with Hoka. I started it last year in 2023 and I've been hosting monthly runs with them. And it's a really great way for me to see the digital turn to physical. You know, I'm just scrolling on my phone, like with people DMing me all day. I don't get to meet people. I don't have coworkers. And the run club community in New York City is just like insane. There's so many people that run that you wouldn't expect. Um, and so my first run will be on Saturday, March 2nd, and I'm excited to get it all going again um because i've just been like hibernating honestly like after i ran the new york city marathon just for personal mental health reasons i was kind of like i need to just take care of myself and not be as online and not share as much i mean obviously still doing the bare minimum with socials but now i feel like i'm coming out of my hibernation i've done a lot of reflection and that shit i've run a lot of miles and i'm excited to start um hosting my run clubs again Yay. Yes. I went to one of your run clubs and I can definitely confirm that they're fun. So girlies, if you're in the area, definitely sign up for, for them. Uh, yeah. So means continue to be a good outlet for me. I really am craving a swim meet or I just need some sort of goal to really keep me motivated and push a little bit harder. But as we've been saying in the past few pods, it's kind of like hibernation era. Like it's still winter. It's kind of okay to like stay in and maybe not fully kill yourself in the gym, the pool, or on the streets, wherever it is that you work out. Um, my last note is that I cut my hair. Kate and I are notoriously known for cutting our own hair because they're so expensive in New York, but it's quite cathartic to cut your own hair. It feels a little naughty and rebellious, especially yeah. if you like don't have any type of method to the madness. My boyfriend was like asking me, like, how did you do? And I literally was just like, I just like pull my hair down and cut straight across. He had to trim off some of the uneven bits. Um, but I'm sure like everyone kind of feels this way whenever they get a haircut, you just like feel just like light and fresh and new again. Um, but if you're just like needing to take out some sort of angst, or if you're just like, I need to do something that's manic and like sort of sporadic and spontaneous, chop your hair. Like I highly recommend 10 out of 10 experience. I've never regretted it. It's always looked good. You're not going to fuck it up. Um, I guess I'm kind of lucky that I have curly hair so I can get away with stuff being slightly uneven. Um, but I'm loving my fresh short do because I feel like when my hair gets, just that like sort of awkward length where it's like not long, but like not short. I just don't feel like I look polished or mature or I just like don't look like yeah. my age. Um, so a fresh chop always feels nice. Yeah, I did my fresh chop um, last Monday, I think. Um, so I'm on the same wavelength as you and hair will always grow back. So just do it. It won't really matter. Um, my last comment is kind of related actually to the topic of this pod, which is about sugar. But I've been addicted to sweet treats. I've been addicted to doing new things. And so I'm going to put the CMOS girlies onto some of my favorite sweet treats of the moment. The one that I think I'm going to make after we are done potting is vanilla ice cream with a drizzle of olive oil from Graza, some flaky salt, maybe some other toppings, or I just maybe leave it at that. That's been a fun one for me. 
They're these high protein donuts and they're a brand that I'm like working with for the next few months because I just like love the product so much. And they're called drum roll. They have a vanilla flavor and a chocolate flavor. You think you can get them at like the shoppy shops. I know you can get them on their website. I should have a link in my bio like soon with them. Um, so if you see me posting about them, yes, I am being paid, but I also really like the fucking product. And then honey mamas. I've been back on a honey mamas kick as well coconut cult when they have like fun little flavors and then also cereal has just been hitting um you know like um kind of like the healthy cereal section i suppose there's a shit ton of brands uh remind i'm trying to think of some of the fucking brands seven sundays is one or seven sundays mm-hmm. one i have in my pantry right now off limits i keep mm-hmm. there's so many like brand names magic spoon is one anyways they make fun quirky flavors there's like a marshmallow flavor between one of those brands so if you're looking for a fun new sweet treat recommend some cereal for you um yeah my boyfriend and I actually eat a bowl of cereal every night because he's been doing that for years and once I started staying at his place more I was like you know what I'm gonna partake in this tradition and it's just like the best evening snack it's like kind of light but it's like also like very satisfying you can really get crazy with the combinations um we've been on a chocolate cheerio and whole foods just has like their own like honey nut cheerio as well as we've been doing a mix of that and oh my god it hits the spot love that for you um yeah and then this topic of the pod kind of relates to the sweet treats so we're going to talk about sugar today now i think we've done episodes that have obviously touched on sugar because it's a huge topic in health and wellness i know we did a full episode on artificial sweeteners we did one that was about carbs we probably talked about sugar but this is just answering all of kind of the questions that i feel like come in the wellness space like is natural sugar bad for me? Like, what about all these sweeteners? Um, Because I think it's kind of crazy that we live in a country where there is an obesity epidemic at the same time that there's this like puritanical like obsession with health and wellness to like the level of orthorexia. Like there's too far extremes when it comes to like sugar intake. So I think this episode, we're trying to like meet you guys in the middle, just like cut through some of the noise and the bullshit because it's kind of the last thing that I feel like people should be freaking out about is like, am I eating too much honey? Like, that's not that deep of a problem we have here. Um, Yeah, so I'm going to call Emma back and we'll get into the pod and we'll talk to you girlies in a little bit. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Our next partner is a product that Emma and I take every single day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to find a greens powder that actually blended together. The taste is hands down the best greens powder I've been able to find. It even has a mild tropical taste and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, adaptogens, you name it. For me, I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. 
I've always known that taking a greens powder is a great addition to one's wellness routine, but I could just never get past the unpleasant taste. This completely changed once I started taking athletic greens. It tastes so good that I actually look forward to drinking it every morning, something I never knew was possible. Plus, athletic greens contain dairy-free probiotics. And let me tell you, my digestion has never been better. Another thing that Emma and I love is that it's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hi, CMOS girlies. We are so excited to announce today's podcast sponsor, Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Are you tired of cooking the same slop? Well, spice it up with the premier variety offered by Green Chef. You can embark on a delicious culinary adventure this year with Green Chef's diverse menu with 80 plus options. Green Chef even has tons of lifestyle preferences like keto, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, you name it. Supporting your gut health can be challenging, but Green Chef makes it really easy and fun because their meals are nutrient-dense, science-backed, gut and brain health recipes, which are all developed in partnership with registered dietitians that can help improve digestion, reduce flow, and also boost energy and immunity. If you girlies are looking at to stock up your pantry on different functional snacks and clean beverages, you know, the ones that support your gut and brain health this January, lucky for you, Green Chef has different green bundles, which are a curated selection of unique hand-picked goods that support your overall wellness goals. Emma and I love using Green Chef to learn how to cook new dishes, to spice up our pantry with new goodies and snacks, and have much less worry about grocery shopping. So if you're interested in trying out Green Chef, go to greenchef.com slash 60CMOS and use code 60CMOS to get 60% off plus 20% off your next two months. Now back to the show. Right, we are back and we are ready to talk about sugar. So the first part of the pod, I'm just going to kind of get into why sugar has entered the American diet so much like why it's become such a problem and such a concern in like the health and wellness space. Because I think, like I said in the intro to this episode, like a lot of the kind of concerns about like sugar in the health and wellness place kind of can come from an angle of orthorexia where like people are worried about eating an apple because it has too much sugar in them. But there are also like really serious health concerns when it comes to eating too much sugar. So overall kind of this episode is like, yes, we should be eating less added sugar in our diet. The standard American diet and this rise of processed foods has definitely created a surplus of sugar. Um, We used to not have as much packaged food. We used to not have convenient like food at our hands all the time, fast food, um, just all the sugar that goes into food products like that didn't exist 50 years ago. So it's entirely shifted the landscape of like chronic disease we have, chronic illness we have, like what the healthcare system is sort of dealing with. Um, And there's also a lot of misinformation about sugar. And that misinformation only keeps consumers like more confused when they're going shopping and when they're eating. Um, Studies show that about 80% of shoppers come across conflicting nutritional data, which I think CMOS girlies know, like there's, you could find so many different pieces of like diet information that all conflict each other. And 59% of people doubt the choices that they're making for their families are like good for their families. So even if you hear a commercial that's like, 
go eat whole grain cereal or like opt for brown rice versus white rice or something like that. One of those statements, people don't really know if it's valid and true. And so people still feel really confused about if they're making quote healthy choices. Um, in the episode about, I think artificial sweeteners or something, Emma and I touched on this concept that I learned about a few years ago that food labeling um, can hide sugar oftentimes. So granola bar companies are oftentimes like a big culprit of this one. They'll oftentimes split up sugar into different types of sugar. Let's say they'll use something like ground rice syrup, cane sugar, and honey or something. Um, because when you look at an ingredients label on a piece of uh, food or something like that, it'll be all labeled by nutritional density. So how much of that ingredient is in the product? And so if they were to just only have cane sugar, then cane sugar would be the first ingredient. And most people when they're shopping know that like, if there's a lot of sugar or sugar is the first ingredient, I maybe shouldn't buy this. But since it can be split down into three different types of sugar, the label is very misleading for consumers. And then people don't assume that a lot of these granola bars that are kind of promoted as like, health food or energy or whatever claims they have like these things are full of sugar but it's just split up into three different ingredients and before we had like the rise of the standard american diet and like processing food we used to just eat fruits we used to just eat vegetables we didn't get any added sugar and whole foods like fruits and veggies don't cause the brain to release dopamine and so that's why people have started to like realize that this added sugar has led to so many ill health consequences um, because your brain starts to need more and more of this sugar to get that same feeling of pleasure which is why it can why it can become so addicting and dangerous in the food system and it creates these like i gotta have it feelings like let's say after you finish a meal or like after you finish a sweet treat because you feel like you need more and more and more of it um, you're kind of never never satisfied because added sugar just kind of corrupts our brain chemistry so much. Um, and so that's to say, like, too much sugar can be a huge threat to our health and well-being. It's one of the greatest threats that comes to cardiovascular disease and your risk of developing that. There's a direct link between excess sugar consumption and obesity. And so the reason behind this is, like, sugar can be hidden, kind of like I mentioned earlier. It's also very calorically dense, and it packs a lot of extra um uh, you know, ill health benefits into these things. Like I mentioned earlier, it can kind of create these loops where it's providing dopamine to the brain and then you need more and more and more of it. And that's why people tend to overeat like donuts. And they always say like, yeah, you don't tend to overeat like chicken breast because your body would be like, I'm satiated. I have nutrients, like I have protein, I have this and that. But added sugar, our body doesn't really know what to do with it because it's not something that we are used to process. Um, and so 75% of Americans are eating too much sugar. And like I said in the intro, it's just, you know, crazy to think that I feel like when I'm thinking about CMOS girly shit, I never really think like, oh, maybe I should look at how much sugar I eat in a day. Or when I'm advertised like a new wellness product, I tend to not look at how many grams of sugar are in it because I often assume like this is a health product. There's not going to be a lot of sugar in it. But in reality, like a lot of us are probably eating too much sugar if we were to like go and measure it and track it and whatever. But the categories that are like these sources of added sugar in diet tend to come from soft drinks, fruit drinks, sport and energy drinks and coffee and tea. So it's a lot of beverages that are adding like added sugar. And when it comes to, you know, the alternative or like the functional beverage section, um, that you see in like the air ones and the whole foods, a lot of these products that are in there are looking to kind of 
curb America's soda addiction. Like that was a lot of the reason that Olipop was created was to like create a better soda alternative for people. And so that's why I think a lot of the brands that are in the beverage space, though they might seem like goofy and silly and like a functional little beverage, um, beverages are a huge reason why people tend to drink too much sugar. sugar. So if people have alternatives to drink something with less sugar and maybe have an added health benefit, um, I take that as a plus. Now, when it comes to sugar recommendations from the government, um, men should consume no, mo no more than nine teaspoons a day of added sugar. And for women, the number is even lower. It's about six teaspoons for, per day of added sugar. And a 12 ounce can of soda actually contains eight teaspoons or 38 grams of added sugar. So one can of soda would be more than what your daily recommended value of this is, which is why it can be so hard to like fall under that recommendation when there's so much sugar across like let's say all the foods you eat in one day. Um, but to get towards like more of these myths about sugar, I want to talk about fruit sugar because I don't know where this fucking myth started. If any of you guys have like specific sources, like please send it my way. I don't know where the diet myth started that eating fruit is bad for you and eating fruit is too much sugar. I think it probably started with like the carnivore freaks, like the liver king guy, whatever, um, where if you eat too much sugar, it's just your body's going to process it and whatever. But sugar in fruit is not a real health concern for most people. Um, sugar and fruit are different things. Fruit has different nutrients in the body. It's not just eating like a tablespoon of cane sugar. And also fruit is very high in fiber. So your body processes like sugar versus fruit very differently. Um, when it comes to how sugars are processed in the body, yes, they're all going to be processed a little bit differently. But when it comes to fruit, the sugars are not absorbed as quickly as they are with just eating like a bag of candy or something like that. Your body spends a lot more time digesting an apple because it has this high fiber content. So the natural sugar absorbs much more slowly and doesn't lead to these like crazy, like bad health effects. And also to answer like, yes, there are quote healthier sugar options. So I feel like you hear in the wellness world, like eat honey, eat blackstrap molasses, like stay away from cane sugar or white sugar. But things like honey do have extra benefits. Like, you know, if you eat honey and you buy a local honey, that's going to provide a lot of benefits to your immune system because that honey is being pollinated by the bees that live in your area. Also, blackstrap, blackstrap molasses is a really good source of iron. So when we're just looking at these like sweeteners, we'll say, as, you know, sugar in the body, like they do have additional health benefits. And so that's why I feel like it's not good to like villainize something like a honey or a blackstrap molasses. Um, but yes, your body still does process them like a sugar. So I understand that angle as well. But the good news about all of this is that your body adapts to what you do. It is really difficult to cut out sugar. Like I know when I went vegan when I was in high school, that was probably the biggest shift I went off of like the standard American diet because I was eating like processed snacks, like probably twice throughout the day. I was eating like a bowl of ice cream before bed, which are not bad things. But looking back on it, that was a lot of added sugar. And when I went vegan, that was my first time of like eating more than one vegetable in a day and eating a, a wide variety of vegetables. And so I think a lot of my food throughout the day was with more nutrient dense food than it was previously. And I think at first it was really hard for my body to feel satisfied with those foods um, because it was so reliant on sugar sort of getting me through the day. Um, your body does become like, quote, addicted to sugar, but you slowly over time can undo that. Once you start to add in different foods to your diet, like your body will start to crave eating an apple versus eating 
I don't know, like Twinkies or something like that. And experts know that eating sugar stimulates like pathways in the brain that, you know, relate to dopamine, like I mentioned earlier. And so these are, these are associated with things like pleasure and reward, but it's still sort of debated if sugar can be as addictive as drugs. Some people will say that sugar we are so addicted to sugar in this country. It is a drug. Other people will say like, this does not interact as harshly as drugs do. So I'm kind of curious. I think, I don't know if this would happen in the health and wellness space or in like the food world, but if you start to see more regulation about sugar in the food world and, you know, does it actually lead to the same effects of like drugs? Are we addicted to it? Like if we had more clinical studies on how sugar, you know, interacts all the systems in the body, I feel like that would be the only way that maybe like legislators would feel compelled to do anything about sugar um but overall i think the best way you can avoid eating too much sugar is just to get better at you know reading labels and if you're eating oranges and apples like you don't need to freak out about that sugar it's also crazy too because there's almost like i think i want to say a hundred different ways to label sugar like kate mentioned earlier that like brands will utilize different ingredients so that it's not just showing the sugar as the first ingredient but that just requires like so much additional research on the consumer because it's like you probably don't you probably know that like there's sugar there's brown sugar there's like honey and like that's about it but just knowing that there's like so many different names it can be like really overwhelming to educate yourself um, I think like the conversation about like the health risks of sugar are obviously important. And one thing that I don't think people pay close enough attention to, which we're going to get into in a moment is like sugar and hormones and how those two relate. I think as more and more research has come out about like females and like hormones and just like as more um, medical practitioners and experts that are actually females in the space start to have more voices, we're finally able to get more information on like how these two are so closely connected because typically I think the conversation is more related around like weight gain and, you know, like diabetes, et cetera, but getting into kind of how sugar and hormones are related and how sugar can um, influence your hormones. It all has to do with insulin and blood glucose. I'm sure a lot of you have heard about insulin resistance and just like how that whole process works just through, you know, all the podcasts and information that's out there. But for people who maybe need a little refresher, whenever we consume sugar, and by the way, sugar is a form of a carbohydrate. So this is like how your body is going to um, process any type of carb. There's a hormone called insulin that gets released. And its primary role in this entire process is to really move the sugar out of the bloodstream and into the cells to utilize this energy. But the issue here is that like when we begin to overeat sugar, we start to develop insulin resistance, mainly because our cells just become like too lazy and basically become like resistant to the insulin. And then we therefore start to develop high glucose levels. And you constantly see these like high spikes and high um, and low dips. I'm sure if anyone follows like glucose goddess or has seen like any of the CGM monitors, um, I know like a lot of creators on TikToks have shown themselves like drinking a diet Coke versus like a regular Coke and showing the different spikes. And I don't want to alarm anyone and be like, if you're constantly eating carbs, like this is what you're going to face. Like so many different carbs are going to have a different glycemic index load, which is basically, you know, how quickly food will, um, alter your blood sugar and like how high that, the blood sugar will rise. So like, just because you're eating like potatoes does not mean like you're going to like automatically develop insulin resistance if you're like eating potatoes every day. Um, and our body does need like a good balance intake of sugars, which again are carbs, but also fats and protein. And so when our body is not balanced, um, we can start to develop like different hormonal issues if we're, you know, relying too much on sugars versus like fats and proteins. And like our body should be able to shift between like fat and sugar metabolism, 
But again, the body uh, likes to just respond to whatever maybe it's most used to. So it's kind of like a muscle. Like if you're not having your body work on, you know, metabolizing and like utilizing fats mainly as energy, it's going to get lazy and not utilize that and only want to utilize sugar as, you know, main source of energy. But kind of how, you know, sugar can develop into other different, how it can lead to different hormonal imbalances is really, again, like I said, through insulin resistance and just like this imbalance with cortisol. Uh, progesterone and estrogen can also, you know, become imbalanced if we are consuming too much sugar and do have like insulin resistance. And this could lead to potential development of PCOS or other intense PMF symptoms. And I'm sure like, we're all very aware of like what we eat. So if you realize that like, oh, I am kind of developing like very odd symptoms and you like have noticed that like, oh yeah, it's because I've been eating a lot more sugar that can likely be something for you to look at and have a conversation with, with your medical practitioner. Um, but also to like just excess sugar intake as a whole can lead to more fat cells and fat cells do secrete more estrogen. And so when we become estrogen dominant, this become like the really the root cause of things such as acne, irregular cycles and infertility as well. So like it can get very serious if you like don't address it earlier in your life. But assuming most CMOS really is like have some sort of like wellness routine and like, you know, pay attention to like what they're eating, you know, in a healthy way. And if you're like working out and like have muscle, your body's going to be able to like metabolize the sugar versus someone who does not. So if you like, do you go on like, you know, a weekend bender where you're like maybe having a few more sweet treats or even around the holidays where maybe there's more sweets like around you, like you're going to be fine. Your body's going to be like smart and it's going to be able to like actually utilize that for proper energy versus letting it just like sit in your bloodstream. Um, but like knowing that it can be very easy to become orthorexic in this area and like life's too short to like not eat cake. Um, I think it's important to maybe focus not necessarily on eliminating sugar, but focusing on how you can keep that glycemic index or insulin response low. There's so many tips on the internet, but I think like the ones that are talked about the most and probably have the most research behind them is like not consuming sugar on an empty stomach. Um, like, you know, maybe not having a pastry first thing in the morning with coffee. And if you are like trying to pair that with some fiber or some fat, and that kind of gets into my next point of like, again, pairing a fat or protein to slow down the absorption and also just the digestive process and metabolism of, of sugar. And then there's an interesting research of like having vinegar before eating sugar that can help reduce an insulin spike and just like moving around afterwards, whether that's just like cleaning the kitchen or going on like a short five, 10 minute walk, just to basically get the blood flowing and having your body just like automatically start to use up for energy. Um, and then lastly, the last section is going to be about artificial sweeteners. We did an episode about this years ago. And it's like funny because I like vividly remember where I was sitting in my old apartment when we recorded this episode. Um, like art- artificial sweeteners are really everywhere these days and it's mainly just because people know it's low calories and like that's what people are like really really focused on um as you know people have become more and more aware of just like general nutrition and like caloric intake but artificial sweeteners like high level these are just like chemicals that are added to many like food and beverages to make them taste sweet but provide virtually zero calories this is why you see them in a lot of like diet foods such as like halo top and other foods of that nature Um, people often refer to them as like intense sweeteners because they provide a taste that yes, is similar to table sugar, but is up to several thousand times sweeter. And for me, I know whenever I do eat something that has like artificial, artificial sugar in it, 
I can like almost just like immediately get some sort of like headache. Like I remember when we were drinking Zevia all the time, it would just be like this like huge rush just because it was like so overwhelmingly sweet versus like something that maybe was like naturally sweetened. Um, but like the molecules of art- artificial sweeteners are just different enough ever so slightly to basically not have our bodies break them down as calories and that's how they essentially don't have any calories versus like a tablespoon of sugar and they're considered non-nutritive because they offer no additional benefits of vitamins or minerals so like kate said yes honey is technically like a sweetener or a sugar there's like also blackstrap molasses or even when you eat fruit like yes that has sugar but they're also providing other vitamins and minerals that still make them healthy whereas like artificial sweeteners they're really providing no benefit for you other than that they just like taste sweet and kind of like sort of satisfy that craving but they also don't really because there's no sense of fullness since there's no calories associated with artificial sweeteners so you're really when you're eating these foods you're kind of retraining your taste buds to crave and require more sweetness because your body isn't actually feeling full afterwards and some artificial sweeteners there's some emerging research coming out that is kind of showing that when you do consume it you're kind of triggering the receptors on your tongue and it can lead to a rise in like blood glucose levels or insulin because your body is like noticing oh there's something sweet coming in but then there's no actual calories so your body's like we don't know what to do um a few other critiques of artificial sweeteners is that it can potentially um alter your gut microbiome in the long term aggravate ibs and you know there's some other concerns about artificial sweeteners maybe about them like causing cancer etc cetera, etc cetera. there's only six that are approved by the fda so like yeah they're generally safe i don't suggest like automatically switching to like splenda monk fruit what other other ones are out on the market just because again there's really no health benefit for them and they can potentially do some harm in the long run but also too like i think like a lot of people almost start to develop like binge eating um binge eating like patterns with artificial sweeteners because it's like well i know this has no sugar i'm just gonna eat the full tub of halo top versus like actually eating something that's like indulgent and satisfies their uh craving so that's just some food for thought i think they can definitely be helpful in some situations but if you're relying on it just because you know you have a sweet tooth and you like want something to satisfy that craving but you're like scared to eat the real things you're afraid you're gonna go overboard that's like where you know you might want to start like having conversations and really untangling those those thoughts and rules that you have Yeah, I think it's so hard to know. And I think the only way you're going to know which sugars and artificial sweeteners interact well with you and which ones don't is just by eating them. Like Emma said, Stevia and us in our like Zevia bender phase of drinking so many of those. I had a lot of chin acne during that time. And I definitely felt like I craved sugars a lot more because I wasn't giving myself that natural sugar. So just like play around with it because it works for some people like this artificial sweeteners do. They don't work for other people. But yeah, you know, I'm going to still make my sweet treat tonight, whatever it shall be. Um, yeah. Do you have any other exciting Monday plans, dog? Um, I'm going to have some medjool dates with some nut butter. And also too, one thing I want to note too, is that like, there's something bad about having a sweet tooth. Like I think people feel guilty about yeah. that when they like crave sweets more than like savory foods. Cause I think some people just assume like savory foods are automatically healthier, but like it's normal to crave sugar. It's like normal to like want yeah. to have indulgent treats. So like, you're not a bad person if you like do have that. And it's just like kind of developing healthy habits and figuring out, you know, what's the best amount for you to consume throughout the week you know kate and i kind of yeah. talk about the 80 20 rule so 80 percent of the time eating your medjool dates and dark chocolate or whatever cottage cheese mush bowls you want to have and then 20 percent of the time you know having the real fun stuff yeah 
you can do both. The CMS girlies will always do both so well. Um, but that's this week's pod. As always, feel free to send us your topics you want us to do for any future pod episodes. Send the pod to your friends that like the memes that don't know that we have a podcast. That's always fun. I made a meme last week about like health and wellness podcasts and someone commented like, what are your favorite wellness podcasts? And I was like, ours. Um, <laughs> so I hope that person is listening to the pod today. Um, but lovely for us to record another episode. Um, I'll talk to you girlies next week and see you then. <laughs>